Hello, everybody. Welcome to Enlightened Up with Craig Shoemaker, your host. Uh, I feel a little weird today because I changed seats. I was watching. I'm many episodes in, but I finally watched myself. It's very difficult to do because I wanted to see my friend Michael Orland, who who coached my. She coached my. He coached my kids in piano and singing, and it was just such a delightful day. Of we went to his place and. So I wanted to see what it was, you know, I wanted to show them actually some Michael Orland stuff. And I did, they had a montage. He was the music producer for American Idol for 16 years and had this montage of him freaking out on some of the contestants that were, and and he says the one guy, he goes, get him a plane ticket, like get him out of here. So my daughter, I told her that was her Christmas gift, was to have singing lessons. She was frightened of the guy because she thought she was, I kept saying, he's going to give you a plane ticket. So we just had so much fun. So I ended up watching one of the Enlightened Up and I episodes. And uh, so, by the way, please watch us on YouTube. If you're just listening, you can watch and you can see my beautiful shoes from Alma Mater and my clothes from Taylor Bird. You can check all those things out and perhaps get some for yourself. The best shoes I've ever worn and these clothes of Taylor Bird are phenomenal. It's Taylor Bird with a Y. Anyway, I uh, see how I got that in. I got that in. I, I got the little advertisement in organically, but I just blew the organic by telling you that I got it in. Anyway, so we um, we went to Mike Orland. I watched myself. Hard to do. But that wasn't difficult to do that episode because I love Michael so much. I had such a great time on it. I have a good time on every single guest. And I so I said, I'm going to change seats because I think my better side is this side. This left side is my – I think my right side is like Philly. And this is more my my friendly guy, my my left side. I think so. You can be the judge if you ever watch other episodes. Comment and uh, do the comments anyway. I think that think gets things going with algorithms and stuff like that. Comment, share with your friends, let them know about this because we truly are enlightening the world. The pathway to enlightenment is through laughter. And what better person to have that than our guest today? We have Mary Gallagher as our guest. And such a common name in Philadelphia. Do you know I almost not call you that because it's so common? I'm going, Mary Gallagher, that's like three people I grew up with. It can't be you. It, it's so common. And Molly Shannon's famous character on SNL. Do you remember that? What? Mary Catherine Gallagher, superstar. <laughs> that screwed you up for a totally. while. <laughs> yeah. Well, you might have got gigs out of it. <laughs> yeah. Popular name at the time. Absolutely, but you're right. You could throw a rock and hit several of us. Uh, it, it, it definitely in my neighborhood because we're very Irish in the, in Philadelphia. It's a very Irish area. And a lot of Mary Gallagher's dying every day in Ireland. I, I put a Google alert on my name. Do you ever do that? So when you're no, name, I've never had a Google alert on my my I, name. I've hashtagged my name at the most, but I haven't done it. Right. It's an alert. Yes. Yeah, so when you're in the news or in the, you know, it alerts that you're dead. Well, no, you get an email about yourself. So I always like to know, like, if a show is going or something and my name's in there, I want to know. But yeah. what I didn't realize is every day, another 69, 79, or 99-year-old Mary Gallagher is dying. Hey, at least they're lasting court. a long time. The That's Irish true. last a long time. They do. My mom's up there, and she looks great and sounds great. She, she just got her Irish citizenship, my mother. That's right. Yeah, isn't yeah, that cool? She's a beautiful woman, too. Yeah, she's because she adds laughter to her life. So you're going to live a long life, Irish and laughter. You're surrounded in laughter. I'm set. Are you aware of how long comedians live, if they live a healthy life, because they're surrounded by laughter? Think about that. I buy that. Think about the list of, of comedians who work all the way up until their death. Don Rickles, George Burns, Milton Berle, Jack Benny, 
Phyllis Diller, all in their 90s. Bob Newhart's still alive. All in their 90s and 100 because they're surrounded by laughter. Yeah, and it's not really something you retire from. Like, you, you feel true. like you're that just getting true. going. Yeah, well, unfortunately, the other aspect of that is we have no IRA. We have no... <laughs> we, we have we, to. We, nothing, there's nothing good about comedians. I know. We're so behind the eight ball on anything legit. Yeah. Social security, unions, we have none of those things to protect us. We found that out during COVID. It's really true. Yeah. We're it's, always it, hustling. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a constant hustle, so that goes to your death. But then again, no, hustling is another form of working out. Mm-hmm. It's another form of positive energy. And you're especially having positive energy because you're putting light and love and laughter out to the world. Yeah, and constantly kind of reinventing. Do you feel that way? Yeah. Reorganizing. I would never use the word organizing. <laughs> Not in my world. I try to hire people to do that. I it's a weakness. We all have our weaknesses. Organization's not my like I can organize or people to organize. I can do that. I yeah. can ask them to organize me. But there's something do what are your gaps in life? Like what do you have that's like a you know, like a thing you're going that's just not my jam. I just mm. I'm just not good at that. Well, I recently came out to my parents that I am not a Green Bay Packer fan. <laughs> so that I would say football. Football. Like they are so disappointed because I'm from Wisconsin. I was like, guys, sit down. I have to tell you. I just I don't care. You know, <laughs> you just said that selfishly. <laughs> I actually thought to myself, I've got to get here. She's I've got <laughs> it's the first interview she's doing. She's coming out of the closet. I, I thought you I literally thought you were gonna say I'm gay. And I was just, and I was, it was about to shock me. It did shock me for that one little moment. And then, then you did the comic twist. It was intentional. I wanted to see if I could shock you, Craig. <laughs> and it, it worked. When you watch this, if you ever do watch this on YouTube or whatever, yeah. look at my face when I'm going, <laughs> she's gay. Oh my God, she's gay. Can't believe it. And I, how can I even think that fast? I went all the way to how did I not know? I'm with <laughs> all these things. How did it happen? In a nanosecond, I had all of those thoughts and then just waiting for that punchline to come. I should have seen it coming. I'm very disappointed in myself. You think I'd be a stand up that's so, I have so much acumen that I would have known, uh, there's a joke coming. But yeah. you, you got me, Mary. That I means was, you're good. Thanks. I you, was trying to be very authentic. You fooled the pro. Yeah, there you go. So, Legit now, yeah. legit, what do you think your weaknesses are? Football. What do you mean? Heck, that can't be a foot. You, you were never to be a player, so it can't be a weakness. Okay. Um, you were never okay. going to be a football player. Right. Now, I had some little tiny, tiny, tiny microcosm of a shot, and I'm a male, so it okay. ups my odds more than yours. Well, I think I mean it as a metaphor for aggression. You, can't, you don't have any aggression in you. That's your blind side. I'm sure that I do have aggression, but I just kind of, I like to stay away from aggression that I see. You know, it's, now you know what I'm thinking? Yeah. I'm going to get it out of her right now because <laughs> I'm a Philly guy. I'm going to yeah. get some conflict You're in here. Like, she's going to blow. I'm going to dig. I'm going to dig until she just, just explodes and then I'll have my first. I've got, I, you know, I'm, you always look for exclusives and any, anything that you do. I thought I had an exclusive on the gay thing. Ah, didn't work. But now I'm going to get this aggression out of you. You mean to tell me that when you fight with your significant other, male or female, <laughs> you mean to tell me that you don't have aggression? Sure. No, I have aggression. But yeah. I'm saying I think you said what is my weakness. So maybe um, 
maybe uh, accepting aggression. And you have it, but you're not good at it. It's really uncomfortable for you to be aggressive. Is that what you're trying to say? I think so. Does that include, like, taking care of yourself? Like you? No. I guess I mean, like, like really big... Um, uh, it's like a, hitting, you know, like a testosterone type yeah, of thing. You don't have a lot of testosterone might be your weakness. Is that what you're saying? Maybe. maybe. I mean, maybe it comes through in other ways, stand up and, you know, career oriented. And I like to run. You but do? I do. Yeah. I love you're a runner. Run. Mm -hmm. Long distance. Yeah. Ever done a marathon? Two of them. <gasps> wow. I'm very, I'm duly impressed. Thank you. I've only done one and. Okay. I only did it to pace my girlfriend at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't doing it for me. Destroyed me, actually. Really? Couldn't walk for months. Have you ever done the mud run? If I have only done one marathon, okay. I can assure you I've done, I'm not going, well, let's try another effort <laughs> on a mud run. I would not be doing the mud. I assume you have done the mud yeah, run. Yeah, it's at Camp Pendleton with... Marines, Marines like help you over a wall. You scale a wall. They would You're not in the be mud. helping me. They help you. It's they a whole other everyone. agenda. Well, they helped everyone. They did. They're you standing there. If you can't get over the wall, male, female, doesn't matter what you are. They're helping you over. And they are they soaking you the whole time so you stay wet and muddy. You are soaked the whole time because you're running in mud. Running in mud. Mm -hmm. And water. You have to go through like a foot of water. So they make sure that that's always wet and everything. And it's a competition. Um, no, it's just, well, it's probably a competition. I just had to complete it. It's a self-competition. You had to? Yeah, because... It was mandatory to, to complete this? Yeah. Wow, I'm, I have no idea where this is going. Here comes a punchline. <laughs> is there a punchline coming or is it real? Well... It's both, a problem with comics. I know. <laughs> you never know. You never know. No wonder, no wonder we have hard times dating. <laughs> no one can believe us. I've had that happen my whole life. No one believes anything you say. Really? You say something that's really abstract, and we are abstract people. Yeah. And then, you know, like if you're an abstract painter, they go, oh, that's an abstract painting. Us, they go, ah, they're full of it. I believe everything, so maybe that's because I'm a comic. Wow. Yeah. Did you know the word gullible is not in the dictionary? <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> My wife fell for that. I like your wife. Looked up the word gullible in the dictionary. She, did. she says, what are you talking about? It's right here. Oh. <laughs> she fell for she it. She did? Yes. By the way, I recommend anyone try that at home. That's pretty good. Then you can see what you can get away with. If they look up gullible, you can get away with that's a lot. True. So, So anyway, you did the mud run, and why was it... Because it was part obligated? of the, no, I was in the, um, one of the marathon training programs. It's called, uh, LA Marathon. Is it called? I forgot what it's called, but it's one of the training programs in LA. There's LA Leggers and then there's another one. And I was in the other one. I can't remember what it's Leggers? called. Leggers? Yeah. LA Leggers is one of the training programs. To, it's a group. To, to do a marathon. Yeah. You train with like hundreds of people. Oh. See, I only did it because I wanted to keep getting laid. Yeah. Yeah. Men you all always have, have different reasons. Yeah, exactly. Like. <laughs> yes. And if it's a co ed group, I might go in. Okay. Because I, women do motivate me. I remember in spinning class, I was not much of a spinner, but it was a class filled of women. Yeah. And, and a one lot of them was Soleil Moon Fried. Do you know who that is? Uh, I, I do. It's Punky Brewster. Yeah. She was always in front of me. Really? And I just kept, if you kept, if you keep pedaling, you can catch that ass. Because her ass is in front. <laughs> Beautiful, too. <laughs> I still have a visual of it. <laughs> so, Punky Brewster, go get Punky. So, you have to have a motivation. Yeah. As a man, I do. I, okay. I need the, I can't self motivate. I've got to have some outside adoration, adulation, whatever it is, some shun. I need back a tension. <laughs> That's what 
Lovshin. I need something back that motivates me. I'm not very self-motivated. It might be a little weakness. Well, maybe it is women because I'm motivated because I'm a woman. So maybe oh, women are the key. And so yeah. you're either chasing them or you're getting your own ass moving. <laughs> to get know. away. <laughs> to get away from. I had no idea back in Pennsylvania there was all the there were all these deer on the side of the road, like like a lot. And I'm going, What's going on? My friend said, Well, it's it's mating season and the reason they go in front of the cars is they're running from the bucks. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't realize there were really a lot on the side. I was shocked by it. My friend said that's the reason that they're chasing his Denny's does are going, you're not going to get boom. And then <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was because there's, there's not a lot of lights on like the turnpikes and stuff, right? In that part of the country. Yeah. This is on back roads, rural yeah. roads. I no, there's not a lot of lights. That's true. I thought that was the reason. And then the deer gets caught in the headlights. Yeah. Literally. Like the saying goes. I wonder if the buck goes, ah, she, that little, she deserved that to run away from me. <laughs> but anyway, I think the theory is pretty good because, yes, we are motivated by different things. And a lot of people are motivated by at least sexual energy. It doesn't have to be actual sex. Mm -hmm. And you don't have that. You don't think so? No, I asked you. I'm, oh, do I have a sexual energy? <laughs> I thought you were saying I, you. No, no, no. Don't have that. No, no. You, you have no sexual energy. No, I would never. <laughs> if I thought it, I wouldn't even say it. Even as a comic, I wouldn't say it. No, what I meant was <laughs> motivated by sexual energy, like pheromones or whatever it's put off. I mean. Could it be sexual energy of myself, though? Could I be motivated simply I don't because, know the answer to yeah. this. I'm, it's your answer. But I'm right. curious if you have that uh you know, I'm, I've never even asked this question before. If like, if like, oh, I know that a lot of men are motivated by, even if it is attention, all of them doesn't have to be what? All, all of the men. Don't you think? Oh, you all? Said, I think so. Aren't most men motivated by sex? Hmm. I don't know the answer to that. Okay. I haven't, I don't know a lot any... of Amish dudes, but I can't say, Oh yeah, I, I, oh, I did her in the back of the buggy there. Oh Yeah. <laughs> I haven't met any that aren't. Motivated by sex. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I don't I mean, know I'm the sure answer. I've never some. been anything but a man. Right. Now I know I could ask some gay men. But that doesn't mean there's no sex. Right. They're, they could also be after that as well. Yeah. So I was just thinking you meant, you know, pursuing female. But oh, you say sex in general, because yeah, that's general. what motivates. Hmm. And I mean, I do know some priests, so I guess they're not motivated. Oh, that's so wrong. <laughs> I am so not going there. I would never talk about priests with anyone named Mary Gallagher. There you go. I, yeah. There's something in there that I would definitely regret. I'll say nuns. I know a lot of nuns. I grew up around a Cut lot off. of school sisters, and they weren't motivated by sex. Some of them. Well, maybe. then again, though, they're, you're saying it's men anyway. You're saying that. Yeah. So that's my question to you. Is, it, is that ever a motivation for you? Is turned on by pheromones or turned on by the energy of a man? Because I'm assuming straight. Yeah. So turned on by, or do you or do you have it and cut it off? I mean, mm. these are all curiosities I have because I've, I've not really had these discussions with a female before. Yeah. And I, you know, so I grew up around females, so I have certain theories. Okay. And I've been married to females, and I've dated females, so I have all the theories, but I've never been one. Right. So I really don't know, and I definitely have not talked to a female comic about it, because guys are motivated by, like, for a while, it was waitresses' phone numbers and managers or whoever yeah. it was, or fans. 
That was the motivation. I think I did for a long time. You did? I did. And we're I on to think, something. Finally, I got yeah. a scoop. I've been looking for a scoop for the last 15 minutes. I think we're on to it. Oh, really? And I think now it is more about that feeling within myself. So it's yeah. not that... I don't think it is in someone else looking at me anymore, where for a long time it was. Wow. Yeah, but now... How does that stop? Well, do you, do you think you're putting it away? You think you're in denial? Like you really think no, it oh, that doesn't, doesn't motivate me anymore. Like I, I could care less what that guy thinks. No, I'm just saying it's more inward now where I am enjoying myself more than someone else's attention on me. Mm, yeah. Does that make sense? It makes a se it sense a little bit, but it, I'm talking about like the kind of like the motivator you know, they, you just know, pure physical. Like if it was just up to me loving me, I'd just stay in my hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm thriving on that big time. I do enjoy a good hotel room. I just did the biggest nap of my life really? in a hotel room. I got in early into the town. I'm doing it tomorrow as well. That's and uh, yeah, sometimes I get on those thousand thread count sheets and I am in my glory. Yeah, it's exciting. It's one of Tom Papa's jokes. What? Um, he wakes up and says... I hate that everybody has a joke about something. Well, <laughs> it's, it's like an so opening his, joke for him. What is it? Just so, uh, sometimes I wake up and my first thought is, oh, I don't think I'm going to get a nap in today. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. It's nothing like I was going <laughs> No, but I'm just saying, like, we think about it's, naps. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. It's cocoonish. Yeah. And I get in that cocoon and there is, oh, my God, I'm just so happy. No responsibilities. That's part of it. It's... Do you enjoy that? Like, I just went away last weekend. Yeah. And one or two days, it's exciting. But then about the third day, I'm kind of missing being at home. Yeah. Do you feel that way? Yeah. Well, God, for years, it was really bad. You know, like, I never wanted to be away. Really? Yeah. But lately, I've been getting the burdens of things like business and, you know, home life. Yeah. You know, where I'm going, you know, this yeah. is this is this is good to get away. Not only that, quite frankly, for my wife's sake. Yeah, to have you know, time I think apart. she's she's pretty much over this action here. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's. I think you know maybe to get away so she doesn't have to see what I look like in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I heard you guys. She can, she can imagine me in a tux or something. I don't know, but you know, lately I have enjoyed the road more than usual and then yesterday i came back and i should have been exhausted i went right to ice skating with my family you did yeah right right to it and Aww. you know and i was really present and active i helped this one my daughter's friend this eight-year-old girl was frightened and i got her through her fear and that really like motivated me and at night we we're all in bed together that's the ones that are left and i did a little puppet show with this new little thing that she has this flying squirrel and they were laughing, and uh, so I was really like present and active, and I did really enjoy that. And that was that's so that was made me feel great about being home. I love that. Like, yeah. is there anything better than that? No, you know, no, I can't say there's anything better. I guess because if you're like you know doing the old motivations of scoring, as as guys say, you know, yeah, uh, there's too much codependence for me. Like, mm -hmm. what do they feel? Am I hurting someone? Yeah. And, violating boundaries and there's all that kind of stuff so yeah there's the the dopamine hit but the, the the bottom line is when you can completely relax in life yeah that's why i like the cocoon too though yeah no responsibilities and i have a ton breadwinner really breadwinner owning businesses and stuff like that you know getting here on time for you i was two minutes late but uh, 
<laughs> so. I just, I like your awareness of it. Like, I love that you know that when you were with your kids and a friend and your family that day, that you were present. Yeah. Because I, that shows, I'm sure you know when you're not, and then you probably are like, oh, I am right now. This is... Yeah. It's huge. Some people don't know that. No, there's a lot of... That's actually a lot of what our show is about. And even we're about to embark on a show together. We are. Which is deeper than most comedians go. Is That's what my life is about now. It's to just keep on exploring and mining. Curious, and creating. Right? Yeah. Yes, and curating and so curious. Exciting. Yeah, it is. And to me, that's what moves me and motivates me. But then again, though, that is about other people. That is not just about self. You're... You, talking about it's about yourself you feel good about yourself you don't need anything else i still do need that stimulation even if it is helping someone well maybe i should clarify it's it's me looking inward but it's always in relationship with others it is right because we could sit in a hotel room for weeks and right we were always in constant relationship with everyone so I guess when I was talking about feeling that energy with myself, it's always through a lens of how am I showing up in front of another person? Why is that agitating me? Why did I just say that to that person? It's always in relationship, but I'm just looking more at me as opposed to what they did. But if you're alone in your chambers, <laughs> yeah, there is no one else. I mean, there's the... You can yell at the, they're knocking on, don't you hear, don't you see the sign? <laughs> I've had that happen so many times. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. They go, would you like uh, to have your your turn service, whatever yeah. it's called? No, I don't need someone to put a chocolate <laughs> and ruin my whole system here, yeah. you know, and turn my covers over or whatever that turnover service. Well, now with COVID, they don't really, I didn't realize I was in a hotel a couple of weeks ago. Nobody came for five days. I was like, what is going on? I kept asking. No, you're right. They don't even come now with no, COVID. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't get no anybody. Knock. That's true. Everything has changed and it is a very difficult adjustment. Things that were so normal, including yelling at her for, <laughs> for <laughs> knocking on my door when it says, do not disturb. Uh, no, no molest day. What does that mean? I don't want to be molested right now. All right. It's all but it's all new to me. Everything is new to everyone. This is quite an adjustment that we're going through. So, what did you go through during this pandemic? I mean, what are some of the things, the discoveries that you had, some new pathways you might have taken, some uh, acceptance you might have had that you didn't have before? What are some of the, these things that have happened to you? I mean, I I do believe we're in a big spiritual rebooty call. Yeah, we are. And it's like, what's the call? What's the call that you're taking? What's the call you're listening to? Are you just, a lot of people just back to their same patterns with no more awareness. Really? Yeah, of course. Most people, I think. Most people. They just double down on their anger now and their rage and their frustration. There's yeah. a lot of that going on. But there's also the reflectors. And I know you're one of them. I'm a reflector. Yeah. So what kind of things have happened to you during your reflect, reflective, we could call it the reflective period of the, of the, 2020s <laughs> <laughs> it really did lend for pause didn't it i mean not yes. for everyone but yeah. for me i'd love that i just got to pause everything i felt like for years it had been running away from me you know like i actually caught up on things that i was trying to catch up on a lot of meditation yeah a lot of sitting in silence and just trying to understand my choices in myself 
A lot of the noise was cut out. Yeah. I noticed birds were starting to fly and butterflies. I don't yeah. know if you noticed that when when things were really shut down. Wow. When people were in that little fear space and yeah. they're not going out at all, like parks were even closed. Yeah. I really noticed the quiet. Wow. Are you into nature? Oh yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I love nature. Me I too. hike. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty big thing for me. Is I, I like to be out. As a matter of fact, I was had a big problem. When they were shutting down parks and mm-hmm. things like that. And, you know, everybody, this is what the whole thing with the pandemic is how politicized it is, is one people get in one group or another. And that's the one thing that I have found during the pandemic. I'm not in a group anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, not that I ever was, but I was definitely leaned like left. Okay. Because of the social issues, because I don't like think that more of the right is, you know, there's more prejudice and, you know, phony evangelicals. There's stuff that I do not resonate with. Well, right. now I'm finding the left or, you know, they do equal attacks on things. They they really don't know something. They just repeat what they're told. You know, they're programmed by the news. So I'm out of the left now. So I got more centered. You're taking yourself out of all of it. Yeah. yeah I yeah. like that. I don't deify anyone either. I can't deify like, you know, it's Anthony Fauci. Everybody's fighting over him. It's like, why would you deify a guy anyway? Mm-hmm. That's what they did with Hoover. He lasted a lot of administrations as well. Why would you deify someone and canonize them and think they have all my answers? Right. That's no way to go. So in my reflection, that's what I found. I like that. Is yeah. get out, you know, obviously, you know, Donald Trump, I felt that way for a very long time, way before he was elected president. So it's not political. Right. It's a thing that I don't resonate with a value. I'm going to express it. I'm going to, that's the way, that's the direction I'm going to go no matter what. That, so, yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's what happened. So, did you come out a different person out of the pandemic? Not that it's over, but I'm talking about that big quarantine time. Yes, but I went into it already started. So I went into oh. that already having started a shift in my life. And I think, yeah, once it happens to you, you realize there's no going back again, right? You're just super curious and aware all the time and wow. just getting comfortable with the new, you know, my new existence, I guess. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever written, do you write about this and it goes on stage? Do you talk mm-hmm. about some of these transitions that you've been making, transformations? So I write scripts and I would say most of that writing is showing up more in scripts than it is my stand-up. Yeah. But I would like to, I can already feel the change that has started to happen in my stand-up, mm-hmm. which is something I feel like I need to catch up to. Because you kind of do things so long for one way. And then I was like, oh, why am I even doing these jokes? You know? So I think yeah. that there's a, yeah. They give you the immediate feedback, too. Yeah. So if you even, if, I've actually written scripts and tried it on stage. Wow. Yeah, you try little scenes on stage. That's cool. It's obviously written differently. But you're, you're getting, you're feeling the impact that it has. Whatever the premise is, whatever you're trying to get across, the emotional aspect of it you're you're bringing that to the piece so like right now everything i'm writing has to do with this frustration that we're all feeling and i really express it that kind of some of the ridiculousness of the rules that ever change i don't like rules anyway yeah are you are you a rule I'm person a, i'm kind of a rule follower i know you are so that's probably why we'll work well on that show you together. mean us being together don't you think no it makes for a great balance yeah. i need rule followers well because i'm kind of also the one who's steering the ship and making sure I, I'll take it in an iceberg and then deal I with the results like, later. Yeah. 
Exactly. <laughs> You're prevented from even happening. Yeah, I'll be the one to be like, Craig, don't Craig. forget about this part over here that you have to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. That that means we do make a good balance. I think that I, I instinctually I probably knew that because I don't know you that well, and yet I reached out to you and on pure instinct, and thought you might make a good you know, teammate of mine for whatever it is. I'm pretty organized in that sense. Yeah. I think it was just the way I was raised. But it doesn't mean that I don't break rules. It just means that I kind of keep coming back to asking what are the rules. Yeah. Does that sound like bullshit? That kind of sounded like bullshit <laughs> just now. I don't know. I, I'm just trying to... Was that a to... reflection back to my response? <laughs> I think he thought that was bullshit. No, I'm listening <laughs> Just the to way myself, he breathed. and I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's an interesting concept. Again, let's explore it, you know, because comics in general, that's kind of what we do. We're curtain pullers. We're rule benders and breakers, right? Because we do not want to be told something that doesn't make any sense. I've never heard of curtain puller. Really? Yeah, what does that mean? I'm, oh. I'm thinking rabbit puller, like a wow. magician. Wow, okay, I thought it was really common. It pulls the curtain. Well, it's a metaphor, and it's actually, I think it started with the Wizard of Oz. So my so what cool. what Toto did was, I actually, when I teach, which we'll talk about this on Fireside, when I teach, I do the Wizard of Oz. I take you through scene by scene on what, the, what it's really about. It's really, really? about your life. Oh, Absolutely, 100%. And one of the things that happens is, you know, when they get to Oz, to the Emerald City, remember everything's good, ha, 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 ho, and a couple of la-di-das. That's how we pass the day away in the Mario land of Oz. Snip, 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 chirp, chirp, chirp. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's all, they've got their own barbershop. They've got their, they're getting their, their, their hair washed. They're happy contained within the walls of something that someone put there for them. And they don't dare go outside of there and even look at their fears. They just go, no, 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 we're, we're good in here. This guy's got us. This guy that we deify, we canonize, this guy, this wizard, this mythical wizard, of, he's just going to tell us what to do. And we'll be happy, though. He gives us a, I've got a horse of a different color over yeah. here, and I've got everything that I need is here. And that's the illusion that government gives us. Wow. Right. That's what that's how they control us. They do it through fear. There's this unknown. So the wicked witch, that might as well be, you know, the, the Taliban, you know, or Al Qaeda, because now they build up this whole thing about what that is. The Al Qaeda is coming for us. We went to Iraq based on all that buildup. Right. Weapons of mass destruction. Well, that's the same thing as the wicked witch. They build up this whole thing. And he says, you go bring me back the broomstick of the wicked witch of the West. And then I'll then we'll deal. And she does it. He doesn't think she will right. because he's controlled everyone through such fear, which is how they manipulate media. Does it? They all do this their own collusion together, and they really are. This isn't some conspiracy theory. They really do. That's how the paradigm works. So in the Wizard of Oz, which is the greatest, that's why that's lasted all these years because it's an absolute story of enlightenment and finding your truth, and finding your God, finding your higher source. That's what the whole journey is about, mind, body, spirit, scarecrow, tin man, lion. And it all ends with the innocent Toto innocently just goes up and pulls this curtain away and exposes the fraud that is the wizard. See, I just thought we were doing it to ourselves, or we do it to ourselves, that the pulling of the curtain is really just what you have placed on yourself. You know, kind of like... Um, you thought that expression meant that. 
Yeah, or just when you were talking, you know, like that kind of like the man behind the curtain, there's a wizard, and that I feel like I've been doing that to myself. Mm. And that when I reveal and pull the curtain, I realize, oh, that's all my perception and my judgments. And, that's right. Right. Well, that's the reflection. That's what happens. Right. And that reflects the phony in us. Absolutely. It reflects the fear in us. It reflects yeah. all of that is done in the Wizard of Oz. It's all so you can you can really do this introspection and these discoveries. And then you have a choice. Once you do that, you can either get back in line. By the way, all those people stayed in the they weren't mad at him. They're like, well, we're not going anywhere. Right. Remember? They're celebrating the guy, and he even leaves them. Yeah. Way to go. We love you anyway. That's the kind of denial people are in. Once they're in that deified category, people don't want to, they don't trust themselves to challenge that and say, so they're, they're not pulling their curtain. Right. They're not. And that's, so that's where we're both in agreement here, it is both pulling the curtain on some frauds, mm-hmm. phonies, the inauthentic. Mm-hmm. And, but then we have to do that to ourselves is where are we not being authentic? And I think that's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. But curtain puller, that's neat for a stand-up comic. And yeah, so we're Toto and people are mad at Toto a lot of times because if you make these discoveries and challenge someone's beliefs, whether it's religion or politics, why do you think they even say don't talk about politics or religion? Why do they say that? Because it polarizes and it separates us. Yeah, but, but why? You should, if you have faith, you should be able to talk about anything you want, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. If you have faith on whatever your deity is, whatever it is. Then or if you're you open, right? If you're open and willing to disagree but not have to change the other person or, yeah. you But know, if you have full fight. faith, you have to know that even the person who is challenging or even the illusion of attack, you have to have faith that it's all good, that you have such faith in yourself that no matter what they say— it's not gonna, it's not gonna, uh, you know, compromise your beliefs or your life, if you truly believe it. My opinion is they truly don't. Deep down, people know instinctually what's really at play. You're being manipulated. Hmm. I believe that. Mm-hmm. You look like you are interested in this. Like you're hearing it sort of for the first time, or maybe yeah, thinking I, about it in a new way. Well, yeah, I think for me. Um, I'm always taking in what maybe I'm hearing or someone's trying to, you know, teach me or whatever, and just trying to stay open, right? So whether it's my belief or their belief that really there is no known, right? And to even let all of that fall away of what I, you know, what I thought maybe a couple years ago or what I think now, that it is all always just changing and truly unknown. So there's no known, according to you. I mean, that's kind of where I'm I... challenge Yeah, that. that's kind of where I've been. <laughs> I'm going to challenge Yeah, that. that's where I've been. Yeah. To me, the known is your experience. When I changed my comedy career, it all changed. When you know, I used to be accused of being a thief and a hack and all this kind of probably was. The moment it changed was I said... You can't be any of the above if you just share your experience. That's when I got good. I just share experiences. Yeah. And no one can deny it. So that's known to me. This is a known experience that I I actually dressed in uh, a Costco Nautica sweat outfit and went rollerblading down a hill for my first time and crashed into a 
you know, rose bushes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I did that. For sure. I know that I did that. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, that's a known that I'm sharing. Right. Yeah. So you're basing everything on kind of what has come before. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But does what came before ever change your opinion of? Like, for instance, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because I can think what I did before, I can think something about it. But then months later, I could be like, wait a minute. I maybe didn't have compassion for myself at that time. And now I suddenly think that was cool that I did that. Or Yeah, or you might have learned from it. Yeah. Or you might have gotten a joke from it. Yeah. I got a whole bit out of crashing into the rose bushes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the whole bit is about how women laugh when you hurt yourself. But are you ever like, hey, I love that guy that crashed into the yeah, rose bushes? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm cool. Yeah, I'm neat. cool. I'm cool with him because that's yeah. the same guy that I mentioned before that I will crash the Titanic and I'll deal with the consequences. Okay. Yeah. Do you, Do you want to crash the Titanic? No. Okay. I don't want to. But you think if it hurts other people, I don't want to. Right. But I am a get in and go and do it guy, and then I suffer the consequences. I'll give you an example. I hired someone. Okay. And I and I was really, really wanting this person to work out. So you start, you know, seeing red flags and painting them green. Yeah. It's one of my habits. Okay. So I jumped in. She wrote the contract, this employment contract. I jumped in. And I was so excited because she had a, this degree that I wanted, you know, uh, MBA. Oh, I don't have an MBA. <laughs> I have degrees. Right. I don't have an MBA. Knows, what, knows how to run the business. Yeah. So I had faith and put faith in this person who was a truly atrocious, like didn't deliver anything that I wanted. I even said, I have to have certain benchmarks. I use that word. We have to hit so I can pay you. So my whole denial took place. And that was me with taking the Titanic over. I'm going, I know what I'm doing here. And I'll be fine. Boom, gone, sues me. Because in the contract that I didn't take to a lawyer because I resent lawyers. <laughs> right? Didn't learn that lesson either. Right. To have a lawyer look at the damn contract that does not have the benchmarks in it, apparently. And apparently it's like against some laws and hiring, da 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 whatever it is. Now I'm being sued and the, the amount is doubled because of blah, blah, blah. So I pay for it again. Now, do I learn that lesson? A little bit. They keep showing up. They do. The same lesson's going to keep showing up. But this is your interview. I want to get to your lessons. Okay. But go ahead. But, but if you do wanna... you think, but I mean, I think it's exciting because you're going to go, wait a minute, I know this before you do it. You're going to get there. What does that mean? So you just said the red flags were there and you were painting them green. Yeah. Right? And you're yeah. like, I know, I do this. But you have so much awareness no, I, no, about no, it. I, no, I painted her red flags. Like, I could see... And I had other people pointing out she was completely unqualified, actually a fraud. It was not any of what she said she was. I was just in denial. I go into denial. It's like spouses or not spouses or just relationships that happens all the time too. You'll see these things that appear again as part of our pattern. Yeah. And you go, red flag, red flag. I'm going to paint that green because there's too many other things that are really happening for me right. or that I want to happen for me. Right. It fills some void. But don't you think that we get to a point where we go, oh, I'm not doing that anymore? Yeah, well, hopefully you do. Yeah. Like even this time, I, I, my lawyer friends have said, can you run the contract by me? I'm go and I will do that from now on. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm gone. So that will be a lesson that I'll learn, and I'll have to pay for that lesson. There's a lot of those that have happened. You know, my ex-wife, I mean, that was not vetted. 
right. <laughs> properly. Right, right. And I paid a lot for that lesson. Yeah. One, uh, by the way, one after another. So, but let's, I'm so paranoid about making this about me. I have okay. to have, you're my guest. Okay. I want to know, and this is, by the way, our relationship on Fireside, you producing the show, a lot of it will be like this. And a lot of interaction with a lot of people. Interaction with people, live. that's right. That's what we would like to do. So that discussion that we just had, we could even have that on Fireside, something yeah. similar to that. And this is why I did reach out to you. No red flags. I haven't painted one flag, one flag green yet. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I'm wearing red. And also that you made that joke that you fooled me. I don't know. You have the capability of fooling me. That could be a red flag. Yeah, but I'm a comic and I know. I want a comic. We have that rhythm. We've yeah. got that take you over here and surprise you over there. Yeah. Yeah. It's ingrained in us. Where did it come from for you? Mm, I think uh, I was very quiet as a child. I had a very strict upbringing. And so I was strict. Of, yeah. My parents Beating. were Beating? Well, no, but my parents are both former Marines. And so I kind of felt like I was on a military base growing up. Wow. You know? And so... No wonder you're doing mud runs with Marines. <laughs> but the only difference is your parents didn't help you over the obstacles, or did they? Mm. Um, I'm sure they did in their own way, that kind of tough love way. Sure. Which, I mean, some regards, I'm like, oh, that actually served me that they, you know, were like, you're yeah. on your own, good luck. Because I feel like I'm very gritty, and I don't know if I would have had that. Um but, yeah, so anyway, I had to entertain myself a lot, and I had to also find some laughs. Yeah. So I think growing up, I was always seeking out where laughter was. I'm a cartoonist. I was always drawing cartoons and, you know, um, watching comedy, uh, making funny sketches with my friend, and doing just whatever we could to laugh. And you did. You So as part of your own laughter as well, as well as... Yeah. as as opposed to causing other people to laugh. Because if somebody re is reading your stuff, you can't see them reading it. Yeah, it wasn't about really making anyone else laugh. It was trying to make myself laugh. You're entertaining laugh. yourself. I, think it's, I that's, still that's, am, that's interesting. Craig. I still right? am. Well, yeah, you are. I mean, yeah. we're very different. I mean, we really are, even in our approach to why we do comedy. Yeah, It's very sure. different. Yeah, mine is absolutely motivated by other people. And absolutely. yours is mine self. Mine is all self. That's interesting. In fact, I do it to learn to speak up for myself. That's mm. why I do it. I do it to learn how to not speak up. I'm tired <laughs> of speaking tell, up. Or to tell other people to my, shut up. My family tell me, it tells me I have Asperger's. Uh, and do you think you do? Yeah, probably. Okay. I have no filter. Like I was doing an interview with a guy. This one I found out. And he had two gigantic hairs coming out of his eyebrows that did not fit with the rest of the eyebrow, like okay. ram's horns. Okay. And, and my son was here during the podcast, and he, and he watched me go, bro, I can't even I was like, I can't even sit for this interview unless you go pluck those hairs that are sticking out. This guy's probably had the hairs for years, and no one told him. And here I am. I just met him. I said, you got to go. And so he went over to the bed, and he looked. He did? Yeah, he did. But my son's like, oh, my God, Dad. You have Asperger's. There's something wrong really? with you. Oh, yeah. And then my family, actually, when they identified me with Asperger's, they said, oh, that's what the answer is. This is why he has no filter. I say things that are just apparently inappropriate where you would keep them all in. I can see a filter, though, with you. 
I mean, yeah. I can definitely see. To me, that's more like childlike, right? Like a child would yeah, say, I'm hey, a- you got some things and they're freaking me out coming out of your head. But I mean, <laughs> that's interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah, because I would appreciate if I had two hairs coming out that you would actually tell me, maybe not on camera, right? Was it on camera? <laughs> it was on a microphone. It was on a microphone. But you can always edit. It wasn't live. Okay. Do you ever think, oh, I want to say this, but I'm going to say it after? Um, yeah, that is where the no filter the comes no filter. in. No filter, okay. <laughs> See, I, I'm a blurt guy. Oh, you're a blurt guy. Blurt it okay. out, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's some things, and I get embarrassed, and I say, no, you don't do that. But right. A lot of, obviously on stage too. I mean, how many times, we don't have filters on stage a lot of the time, right? If we do, it's not going to be that exciting comedy, is it? I mean, I realize the times that I, here's a great example. I recently did a taping and someone was asleep in the audience. And I was like, why did I not mention? You didn't? No, because I didn't want to embarrass her. So that's kind of my thing, right? Like I'll go for the kindness over the comedy, but it doesn't make for very authentic comedy i'm taping and there's a woman this down a front really, asleep on her husband i like this direction you're going let's explore yeah let's let's dive in yeah let's go let's do some digging here because i would definitely call attention to it of course well anyone would, who's in the moment i mean stage, of course of course you didn't <laughs> i know what does it mean of course because me no or of, of course, course one should, should do i feel like I didn't know how to do it without embarrassing her because I was like, oh, I've been that woman. She's really exhausted. It was a nine o'clock show. It was the second show in Utah. And she was asleep on her husband. And I was like. He went that deep. Yes. And she was, they were also both very heavy set, both Uh people. And I thought if I called them out, I felt like, oh, am I, are we getting into a territory now where, you know, she, I, I You're just shaming think, her. Yeah, like right. all those thoughts are going yeah. in my head within seconds, and I'm trying right. to go on to the next joke. Also, it's a live taping for streaming, so I thought, don't improvise with the audience. Stick with your jokes. Well, that I can understand. It was hard, though, because I thought also about come it back the whole to time. It. And Remember that. You can out. always come back to it. I always re- reset, and you call. This, this is how I do it. Okay. Is I'll do what you're saying okay. not to do. I will do it. Okay. But then I, I absolutely call attention to the truth of what just took place. Yeah. Like if they leave. Of course. You got to I got I, I reset and go, wow, that was uncomfortable. I know you guys are letting, you know what I mean? Whatever it is, I'd say. I, and, and my new heckle with people is, I, it's like I used to be mean, just flat out mean, just have heckle lines, you know. Mm-hmm. I do dick jokes. Now I have a prop. I mean, you know, <laughs> why do you bother me where I work? Do I come to where, where you work and knock the dick out of your mouth? Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's the stuff I would just go to. Okay. Yeah. And comics, you know, some of these jokes are like, they become stock. Yeah. You know, because it's almost like that's just one thing that we're in on together. Like, no one knows who wrote those jokes, <laughs> where they originated. Them, but yeah. now we can all have acts, free access to them. Yeah. It's like the library. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> that's like, really true. It, it, you, you can have access to them and you can use them. And I did use them years ago. I don't do it anymore. Right. I talk about where I am presently and how uncomfortable I am. And I call attention to how uncomfortable they are. You know, I just say what it is that's going on. And, or talk about the passion I have for comedy and how this is interrupting my flow. And be honest about it. So comedy is a lot about honesty as well. It, yes. And I denied the honest feeling in that moment, which was, oh, What'd my you gosh. Feel? She, I can't believe she's sleeping. <laughs> 
And then I take it on myself. I'm like, oh, I'm so boring, <laughs> right? And if Neither I just would have addressed that, but I was too worried about hurting her feelings. That doesn't that affect your act now? Because now you're in a worry flow. Yep. You can't be in a worry flow and actually be pure. And that's what I teach. Actually, I teach comedy, and I teach how to mind your sense of humor. I talk about genuine energy flow is the big key to it. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm so aware of it. It will never happen again. It will never happen again? Never. Really? Someone sleeping at Okay, give me your audience. line now. I'm going to fall asleep during this interview. Here we go. Can I get you a pillow, sir? <laughs> Excuse me. It doesn't, it doesn't even matter what we say. Good, how fast you were. Or had you thought about that? I was good get you a pillow. I like that. Well, any anyone in the moment just calling out what's happening is funny. You don't even need to be funny, right? I talked with... Yeah, no, that was a clever line. Was it clever? Very. Okay. Yeah, made me laugh. So, I feel like anything I would have said, though, as long as it was truthful, would have at least been better of ignoring that you Now, let's speaking. try it again. I'm going to fall asleep. You see how quick you can come up with... We're going to okay. do three in a row. Ready? Okay. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. Oh, Craig's drunk again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready? Okay. Um, Craig is undressing me with his eyes closed. <laughs> I don't know. That's the best that's, one. That was I a like, good one? That's a really good one. That was one. a good one. <laughs> we can edit out that we both drank water at the same exact time. <laughs> that's the truth. The truthful moment. The truth is the truth, really. Some people listen to the show, and they've told me this is like listening to like a master class sometimes. You know, that they're really getting on the inside of a comic's mind and what causes comedians to do what they do. and you know, But that is the big key is truth is you just told the truth in five different ways yeah. on someone falling asleep during your act. Right. And it's basically a lot of that feeling, if I'm going to break it down even further, please, is a hurt. Absolutely. There's a hurt there. It's like the hurt this person would fall asleep during my performance. All of Why it. Why would they do that to me? I... I'm going to take it a step further Good. and think that my entire existence of going on stage is yeah, um, yeah. is investigating those hurts. Yeah, because is. if I didn't, I'd have other things I'd go do. Yeah, I'd be un undercovers all the time. I mean, you'd be in the, what do you call it? Thousand the, thread count sheets. Yeah, but you called it cocoon. cocoon. Yeah, yeah, I would be in a cocoon a I'd lot. Be in a cocoon. If I didn't have to explore some of these hurts. Right. Do you think that you're over any hurts? Do you think that you actually... Yes. Good. Absolutely. You had these discoveries and now you've yes. got the discard phase of it. It's absolutely thrilling, isn't it? I feel like the pain that I have gone through, what I thought was so terrible, now that I look back, is the most exciting parts of my life. Yeah. Because of what gifts, sounds so cheesy, what gifts they brought me. Stop. One second. You did what I do too, and comics do this. Okay. This is something we go to, we almost apologize. Did I? This is so cheesy. You went right to a judgment yeah. that did not come from you. It came from other people. I'm just, I'm just really? digging a little deeper here. Wow. Yeah, I do it too. Or I'll say, oh, I don't want to be Pollyanna. Wow. You know, when I say laughter heals. Why do I have to apologize for that? It's mm. my feeling. I really believe that laughter is great medicine. Yeah. But because of other comics and the cynicism. Or just people. It's it's comics, you think I think. It's comics? I do, I do. Okay. Because a lot of people well, you know, some people might say that was cheesy. Some might, but most would not be saying it because you said it so genuinely, so much from your heart. But you wow. you hmm. guarded you guarded yourself I by do. saying this is cheesy, but Yeah. Why can't you just say, look me in the eye and say, I have an amazing gift. 
I have an amazing gift. Yeah, you said that for real. Yeah, you didn't apologize for it. It's apologizing for it when we do I'm the cheesy still thing. Apologizing. And by the way, I have the same thing. Now, my mom would say it's the Irish. My mom puts everything to Does it's she? the Irish. Oh, everything <laughs> has to, all habits all come back to Ireland. Wow. Oh, yeah. She'll say that, that you did that because of being Irish. You know, and she, she might be right. I don't know. It's like a guilt almost. Yeah, or a unworthiness, right? Like, well, that, why yeah. should Mary talk about her gift? That's guilt. That's guilt. Yeah, yeah of course it is. Yeah. It's, they're putting guilt on you. Like, you, you're guilty because there's somebody else who could never have the luck that you have, that could never have what you have. So you have to feel guilty about them. There's always somebody who's infirmed or has difficulty in life or one leg or whatever they're born you know, my grandmother was all oh, Ray, poor bugger. My uncle Ray was always like, in, you know, limping or whatever. He had some difficulties. His name, I thought his name was Ray, poor bugger. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. No, his name was, there was no, nobody ever named him. Ray was his name, but right. not, actually that was not, Ralph was his name, but Ray, okay. but the poor bugger last name. No, that was no, not, his, not last his last name. It was oh poor bugger because he was Irish. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean that's how we are tuned in. We're, Can we're, I just say something though course, about what anything. you just said? I think though it's not other people doing it to me; it's me doing it to me. So yeah. when you said I was apologizing, yeah. you know, I I know that. Like I know though, it's still Mary's decision to go. Oh, let me apologize. No, I'm going to disagree. No, with no with one you. else is making. I'm me. disagreeing with you. Yes, they did. Yes. Years ago, of course. But the we, programming that took place, right. we are now on the planet to deprogram those conditions and programs that we have. That's we are not born that way. You were born with a gift. You were born expressing yourself. You were born expressing yourself purely. You were born with. Le levity, light, laughter, all those things. Then everything got piled on top of there. Now it's our job to uncover it again and get back to that spot where you're not apologizing, you're just being, and you're being a gift. But that's the thing is I'm aware of that. I'm aware of the programming and the deprogramming. So when those words left my mouth, I take full ownership of knowing that I was apologizing, mm -hmm. not someone was holding an, a forcing an apology out of me. So maybe yeah. I haven't deprogrammed enough and that's a life, of course. that's a lifelong of course. Thing, but, but the but the I don't want to call the word blame, but it all starts with the programming. And that's right. from other people. Right. You have you're completely yeah. innocent at the time you're being programmed. Right. Now here's the thing is adults are now being programmed by society and all these things and what whatever the rules, mandates, laws are, they're still being programmed every day. Now it is our job to be my wife talked about this this morning. Uh, I was asking her about some things that she's dealing with, and one of her things is she doesn't stand up for herself. Like if someone shames her about not wearing a mask, she'll just put the mask right on. And she has friends, though. I said, well, how does it manifest? She goes, well, I have friends that will say, I have a mask, and they pull it out of their pocket and they put it back in their pocket. <laughs> so I was like, you know, I mean, she wishes that she was brave enough to say, I'm not wearing one right now. To I think say that how we feel. Yeah, yeah, and we're all on our own path and our yeah. own, and we're all led by our own higher source and stuff like that. But if you get in line with everyone else, you're not listening to your higher source of this like I said you're born in this light. Right. And the light has no judgment. The light isn't saying I better not say I'm gifted. <laughs> I have a gift. Right. You know what I mean? No, yeah. and the guilt and shame and all that kind of stuff and 
you ever listen to Benet Brown? I love I love her. You do? Of course. Yeah, my yeah, one of Daring my greatly. Yeah, her favorites. and Wayne Dyer, my two oh, faves. I love him. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, mean, that's the way fantastic. I want to take my life. You yeah. know, the the direction that they have found through their higher source and their discoveries yeah. is shame root stuff. Yeah. And like I said, I was thought I, I'm not calling you out, so to speak, but I did notice it because no, it's a reflection of what I do. Absolutely, no. I've said the same thing. I said I don't want to. Yeah, because you don't. Because how many times have we been told part of the program is you know ah it needs to be knocked down a few pegs. Yeah, especially oh, with sure. marine parents. Oh my gosh, don't you dare! <laughs> it probably had you doing up. grass drills or whatever. Yeah, it's you know. even interesting the word cheesy that I used, right? Like I. Knew. Well, you are from Wisconsin. Well, I'm from Wisconsin, it's not, but it's like not who's that crazy? It's, it's, yeah, I, I actually say cheese steaky. Cheese steaky. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm from Philly, <laughs> so that's right. That's I don't want to sound cheese sticky here, but <laughs> no, it's that. Why do you think that's such an interesting word? Because I was trying to kind of say to you, you know, it's no one else, it's me apologizing. But then I'm like, oh, the word cheesy. I am from Wisconsin, and we're talking about kind of that, you know, when you're first programmed, right? Mm-hmm. You're innocent, and then you have all this stuff that you start gain uh gathering right um so just the word cheesy like i don't think i ever say the word cheesy but i did just say it there really my apology yeah i you say you're not apologizing now for it no when oh, i okay. was apologizing yeah you're apologizing for, myself, for your own expression yeah. of self-worth yeah isn't that crazy yep and when you break that down that is that's not what we want to do we want to just be free of these burdens of self yeah. You know, and, and get out of this, you know, I've got a big thing going with ego right now, and I filed for divorce from ego. Yeah, uh, yeah, you told me. And it is just what a, uh, what a experiment this is because we're all brought up completely with ego. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. What, what, look what we follow. It's all ego. And we're in and power L.A. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, in L.A. it's even worse. Right. I moved out here. I mean, I live outside of L.A. I call, you know, they a lot of celebrities moved to Montana, Wyoming, and all that. Yeah. I get it now. This is way before COVID they were doing that. Now I get it why they did. Because they're going into these small towns that mm-hmm. don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. You don't have to apologize. You just right. have to be you. You don't have paparazzi following you, people projecting their own stuff onto you. And that's why they did it. I have that a little bit here. You know, I've got yeah, my a little bit of Wyoming here. It's yeah. free. It's, I can walk everywhere. You know, I can... Not that, not that anyone that goes, come here. You know, there's no paparazzis around. But I'm yeah. just saying, you know, there's like room on the streets and parking and parks and mountains and lakes and everything else. So I've got it here, but I can still be with the uh, Hollywood it's kind cheesies. Of the cheesies, <laughs> the big cheeses. It's kind of like that old joke, isn't it, that yeah. you go to Los Angeles to make enough money so you can leave. You're going to get out of right? Los Angeles. That's, yeah. That is true. Um, I'm very disappointed lately. Of Los Angeles, Are I don't you? know about you. Yeah, yeah. I used to defend it for a long time, but I'm really. This pandemic is really. It's really a thing with you. It is. Yeah. It is. It has opened my. It's opened my whole self up to you know challenging myself, and my beliefs, and mm-hmm. things like that. And I'm happy about. It. I'm happy that I am doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think it's it's made for better comedy. Um, I think that. I'm feeling things that most people are feeling. There's not a lot of people right now with profound confidence. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Mm-hmm. With like confidence comes from repetition. 
Now, repetition becomes intuition. Now we're challenging our own intuitions because the repetition stopped. Mm-hmm. You know, it just yeah. stopped. Everybody, it, everything is challenged now, every move that you make. And that's going to make you really reflect or deflect. You're yeah. going to do one of the two. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of deflection. That's where the anger comes from. This wow. place rage. Yeah. There's a lot of that going on. It's a fun conversation. I like how we are going in a lot of different areas, but they're all very connected. Yeah. Don't you think? Well, yeah. I feel, well, I feel, I'm not going to apologize for it. I feel connected to you. Don't you dare apologize for it <laughs> because I will call that shit out. Um, yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I will say truthfully that is difficult for one to say because you feel, I mean, if you go into the filter version. Yeah. Okay, it's it's inappropriate, it's boundaryless, you know, to say to somebody, wow, I feel connected, I feel love with you, you know what I mean? If you say that in society, we are programmed to go, oh, me too. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of different cancels. Yeah. There's a lot of places you could go with that. Mm-hmm. As opposed to I just expressed my moment mm-hmm. of awareness, and I just looked at the clock and how fast that went. Wow. Yeah. And I was like... Yeah. And and then there's other part of me that goes, well, was it interesting for people? Yeah. Are they gonna am I gonna get likes and ratings and all I that know. kind of stuff? Yeah, there's yeah. a little part of me that does that, and that's what's sad about art. Art is we have to have an audience for it because we don't make any money if you don't. But then again, though, you got to stay authentic to yourself, and that's what I do believe. Though at my root, that people will find this and find our conversation and find the other conversations that. I won with Francis Crone. I don't know if you know who he is, but not a well-known comic at all. He's from Ireland, actually. Really? Yeah. And we went just, you know, again, love. It was like a love that happened between yeah. us, and we've stayed in touch. And it just, I mean, it happens a lot with me, with people, and I think it's amazing. Uh, and I think, and I hope that people that are watching or listening also pick up on that and bring that to their own lives. I like your curiosity. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like that when something comes up, you want to get into it and yeah. talk about it. And I feel like, especially once you get to kind of our age, a lot of people don't want to be open to anything new. Yeah. I've had people say to me, look, I'm not learning anything new. And I don't want to. And I was like, <laughs> wow, that's so sad, isn't it? So sad. Uh, but, you know, but that's me judging them, right? Maybe it's perfect for them. But it's hard for me to imagine not waking up and. Well, it is sad. Now. It's sad if you went that way. Yeah, and we me. all do go that way. We, I mean, we acclimate. We, you know, we yeah. get in lines, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. I don't want to, but sometimes you have to. Right. And we're not living on an island. Right. And we do depend on, you know, other people to, they have to like us because they have to come see us and pay a ticket. You know, yeah, this you is talk- free, by the way, you cheap bastards. <laughs> this is free. All right. Pass the word around. God's <laughs> sakes. I hope I'm doing something. I know I'm doing something different here. We will on Fireside as yes, well. Yes, Fireside, starting next week. Yeah, that gives that gives us, well, this is going to. Oh, yeah. So yeah, we don't know, know when it, it's already yes, started. Yesterday, we're, that show was fantastic. We're, we're well into that. But now we're. The people that have only been to this are going to say, what's Fireside? They're going to yeah. check it out. And I think they have recordings of our previous shows the on replays there. replays will be around. Replays will be around. Yeah. Well, this was extraordinary. This was great. I Thank look you. forward to more conversations with you. Me too. You know, there's a, uh, there's a book called Conversations with God. 
I know it well. One of my favorite books about spirituality of all time. It's a good if one. Anything defines my journey into the spirit, spiritual one. world, yeah. it's that one, Neil Donald Walsh. It's a good one. Well, I have, they have three books. I got a fourth, Conversations with Mary. I like that. Conversations with Mary in the morning, too. Unfortunately, you and that damn common name, they're going to think I'm with Mary Magdalene. <laughs> you <laughs> know, just, most young people have no idea what my name is. Most young people under 30, they don't even spell it M-A-R-Y. <laughs> I, I swear to God, I go to Starbucks, it's M-E-R-R-Y, like Merry Christmas. Oh, they just think that you're a merry person? I think so, or it's M-A-R-R-Y, like you're Mary. married. Wow. Rarely does a young person, I'm like, isn't it like a very, like historic name? Of course, Mary Magdalene. Yeah. A Virgin Mary. Right, just mother of Jesus, did he Mary. Know, did he know anyone not named Mary back in the day? I know. It back was, was a lot. Day. It was, yeah. Well, his mom's name, Mary Magdalene. <laughs> Do you think he had to be like, hey, can you tell me which one you are? Because it comes up on my notification just as Mary. I don't know. Who is that? There Who am I talking the, to? There was the grocer Mary. Remember that? <laughs> yep. Book of the Bible. Yep. The grocer Mary. It's where <laughs> yes. he went for his food. He never <laughs> talks about, except for the turning water and the wine. There's no discussion. of What did he eat every day? You should have got more into that. It should have been more journaling. Yeah. And we're making assumptions. Where was he for like 30 years? <laughs> anyway, Mary, it's a real pleasure. Thank you. I usually end on a bang or something like that, but I'm not. With you, you ended on a you sip. You, yeah, no, I'm not going to end on that either. I'm oh. going to end on just, I'm sure, I, I want to express my appreciation for you being here. I look forward to having more conversations with you on microphones and not microphones. Me too. And having a good time. And I know you already have your boundaries with me. Do I? Oh, yeah. You're very strict with your boundaries, I've noticed. Oh, thank you for saying that. Yeah. I've been working on those. Oh, yeah. You let me know. Really? Oh, yeah, folks. So this I have a different feedback. people open for me, right? A lot of people get excited about that because they go in front of A rooms. And they're usually like 1 o'clock in the morning in these terrible rooms with bringer rooms where you have to bring other people and you have the comics in the back of the room. So I provide this opportunity for people, you know, to open for me. So Mary, now she doesn't just accept that. She says, you know, by the way, you don't own me when I'm, uh, basically that's how I heard it. <laughs> when we're on the road, I'm going to do my thing. Didn't you say something like that? I would say that is a far stretch <laughs> from what I said. First of all, when you, you understand, said Mary understand, my does... filter, that's how okay. I heard it. Like, Wow. Like when we I go said, on the road, you don't own me, boy. <laughs> I didn't hear it like that. It wasn't like that. Yeah. Just, I said when we're on the road yeah. is my time in the daytime, my time because okay. I have so much shit to I said do. it like Philly. Yeah, you did. That's how Philly says it. You don't own you don't me. Know me you don't own me. Hey. And then I spit on the ground and dug my heels in. No, but can I just you said say that like a leprechaun. I dug my, I, I, I dug my heels in. <laughs> can I just say that may be the biggest compliment I have ever received. <laughs> That you just said wow. Mary has some good boundaries. Wow. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I love that. All Thank right, I'll, you. I'll, I'll remember that, that I said something that was profound and significant. and For me. A game changer. Yeah, for <laughs> you. I'll never say it again to anyone else. That's yes, only that's, yours. Can that only By the way, you're Mary. the only one that would ever do that. Really? Say, you don't own me. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> or however you said it. Yeah. You're the, only, the rest of them are going, what can I do? Can I, <laughs> can I go to press with you? And you're like... I will only see you at the show, pal. Single mom. I got a lot I got to do. I, yeah, the moment I, got, I, wake I got up. it. I got it. I got the message loud and clear. You don't own me. You, you, <laughs> I'm going to have my own time. Just tell me what your intro is. I'll see you at the show. 
<laughs> two minutes before the show, I'll say, hey, and then I'm doing my thing, pal. Then I go home. Listen. I don't even talk to you. And what's your social media? Mine is my friend Mary. My friend Mary had everything else. Everything. Okay. Thank you, my friend Mary. Look forward to more of this. Thank and I uh, hope you all enjoyed becoming enlightened up today. Uh, make sure you share and post and all that stuff. All right. So remember, my slogan, y'all need to enlighten the fuck up. Okay. <laughs>